witnessing. Quite, 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 quite. We really should have these colour coded. Yeah, we thought about it. It would never be. Like, if you have tape, that is, that is of true. a neon variety. That's all we have That's to do. That's all we need to do is get some tape. Tap. <laughs> I love that we start off quite subtle and then all of our shadows. Yes, I'm going My hard. teeth have I just feel, stuck out. Yes, I feel it is a. We pretend to Nigel Longbottom. Yes. <laughs> Eliza. To get, to get more British means that your mouth makes different noises, as you say. Almost Cosby like, you see. It's almost. Make sure your teeth don't really touch anything. <laughs> oh, I've done that. <laughs> yes. So how on earth does Kira Knightley get around it? Because her teeth mm. are constantly covered, but her see, lips that are pouty. That is why her mouth is always open, you see. Because Kira Knightley... <laughs> that's another one. <laughs> you, see, you see, because Kira Knightley's <laughs> mouth is so British, mm. her no. teeth have never touched any other part of her biology, you see. Biology. Biology. <laughs> <laughs> Biology. Biology, if you will. Kelly, if you would please turn me down just a smidgen more, just a, just a, just a little tiny, How long teeny does bit. This podcast, particularly. Just a, just a wee bit more. This podcast goes roughly an yes. hour long. An this hour. Po- yes, exactly. An hour. So we will do our Almost very long, best. Like whenever you have to leave, just be like, hey guys, that's true. Gotta dip out. That's right. Yes. But we will do our absolute very best to get you out of here at about jolly good. Eight, well, you get to pick a second movie this time. That's true. What? Yes. As you know, Maud, we have two traditions here on this podcast. The first one being that Keller will read this in an American accent from this magazine. And the oh, second, American, how jolly good. That yes. sounds absolutely oh, is that dashing. What we're doing this time? That's the bit, yes. All yes. right. Have, have we started? I'll do my best yes, to read it. Oh, <laughs> yes, we have. Uh, if you could, please, from the Texas region. You have to, yes, you have to first introduce the podcast. Well, of course, I will introduce the podcast. But before I do that, I'm explaining to our wonderful guest oh. what the traditions are. The second I mean, I've been which, here before. I yes, will have you there. It has been a year <laughs> or so about. Are you kidding me? Quite. No, no. So many people will hate us so much. Absolutely. <laughs> that Absolutely. is not, you are telling a lie. You are I, fibbing out of I your face. I would never fib. It has been an entire year. Yes. For we will not have a guest on twice within the same year. That's correct. It won't happen. One I feel guest. like we're at Hogwarts and I That's really like it. Absolutely. We what? <laughs> we're at what? Where? <laughs> Goodbye. Good night. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> what? Good night. Good night. <laughs> got dirt on your nose yes. right there. Did you know? What? Get it oh. off of there. Your glasses are broken. As Repero. I, as I was saying, the second tradition of this wonderful fine podding cast is that by the end of this here hour, you will provide a second film. Yes. Which you then get to add to ours, Keller and I's, new list of the 500 greatest films of all time that we I'm so sorry, but I compiling. feel like you're being overachievers currently because no, no, you are no. trying to partake in 500 oh, films and you are adding to your workload. <laughs> no, no, well, we're not going to watch those films. Absolutely. There's just a list um, to compile. What, what movie did Maud add last list. time? I will check We have list. what they call an Excel spreading sheet. Absolutely. Let me oh, I, I've already decided on a movie. Yes, you have. Yes, you, before you, you did. If I did... If I did not say the Princess Bride or the Willow. Ah, I believe it might have been one of those. It has been. You can kick me in the face. It has been one year and seven days. Why am I seeing quite a few Brian Singers on your screen? It upsets my stomach. We also vomited profusely watching Superman Returns. (laughs) I'm going all the way back to the year 2018. And in this. Absolutely shocking to know. You were our fourth ever guest. And I texted you retroactively, and you did in fact pick the, the Princess, Princess Bride. Bride. Good. Absolutely. 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 If someone is willing to put the Princess Bride, and I understand that it could be their potential favourite movie, I am 
open. No, no, no. You already did it. You've chosen it. Okay. You've done it. You were the one to pick the princess bride, and now it is on our new list for all eternity. And it was Maud (laughs) Garrett who provided it. (laughs) Oh, I'm so glad. Oh, my goodness. I've just seen who put the fifth element, which is in my top five movies of all time. And I have a feeling... She's just gone up so many points in my eyes. It is Abby Trot. That is right. It is Abby Lee Trot who chose the fifth element. It's, an, as you it's can a, see here. a fantastic movie. These, these are the guest picks here. Should All we, of these films. Do you think maybe we need to? Do you think ah, that? yes, we quite should, right. Quite we right. Should, uh, just explain why we are talking like this. Uh, I no, don't understand why. <laughs> as you said, we are at Hogwarts. This is our normal. Do you think they have Hogwarts pudding casts? Absolutely. I have pudding for dessert. What? Did you? Yeah. Yes. Yes, they well, are. Just, just wait. Is saying pudding later. for dessert? Is that redundant if you're <laughs> British? I had pudding for pudding. You see, the way that podcasts work in the world of Hogwarts, in A the wizarding cast. world, Hogwarts. is that, is that part, the pod podcasts at Hogwarts yes. are done by having them being recorded into a howler, you see. So mm. then that howler then uh, goes, goes out, out to, all of, the to all of the subscribers and yells the podcast. Before That's essentially it what this is. shreds itself it's into. It's definitely yes. a podcast. They've cast a yeah, spell. They ca- oh my Goodness oh my goodness, they cast the pods. Yes, that is, is that where it's bleeding through into the real world? Hello the everyone world. and welcome to the 500 Greatest Films podcast. My name is Sir Hector Navarro III, you sitting across from me. Yes, of course. Myself and Mr. Pat Stew. Sitting across from me is my good friend, my best friend since primary school, <laughs> Mr. Keller Knobloch. Keller, say hello. Hello. Yes. Today, today we have... An unbelievably special guest from across both ponds. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you. Thank oh, my you. goodness. Oh, my goodness. Uh, as we said last week on this very podcast, our favorite Aussie, possibly tied with Miss Alicia Malone, who was as well a guest on this very show. But we'll fight her. Oh, and you would probably win. Let's be honest. That that would be make a Patreon and that would be an episode. Battle of epic proportions (laughs) is what it would be, yes. Clash of the Titans. The Titans of film. Titans of film. The Titans of film and cinema. Because here today (laughs) on the podcast, podcast, we have, yes... A very lovely, intelligent, genius, brilliant, oh, you fantastic, are sweet. one of my favorite all interviewers true. of all time. And she will you contest did, to that. You tweeted I did, that and I, I nearly did, burst fact, into tears. I was so I, overwhelmed. I did, in fact, go straight to Twitter to let everyone know my feelings on the subject. And then, of course, I'm speaking of a Miss Maud Garrett. Maud, thank you so much for being Lady on the podcast. Lady Maud. Lady of the Lake. Of, of the, the Garrett. Maud, mm. thank Garrett, you for yes. bringing us these swords. Yes. I greatly appreciate it, <laughs> Lady of the Lake. Yes, absolutely. Maud, it has been a year and I could not seven, believe it when I had heard yes, that. seven days. The truth that you absolutely. speak. A year and seven days. Let's check in with one another. How has your year in cinema been? Well, I'll tell you the absolute truth of it yes. all. I'm still recovering from the last movie that I was oh, able to be privy oh, on your oh podcast about. We quite deserve that. As we, are we. we. Yes, yes, indeed. We There's really a wound did. that just won't close. Ah, yes, of course. We're talking, of course, about the Neil misogyny. Bart film <laughs> misogyny. Blatant yes. misogyny that ah, actually leaves yikes. you crying from inside of your soul. I Absolutely. So to provide the background information, we had Maud on as a guest last year. We speak French as well. Absolutely. (laughs) We, we. She was a bit of a, as the Americans would say, a pitch hitter. But here in England, of course, when we refer to cricket, we would say say that she was a 
Flip shudder. <laughs> flip shudder. A flip shudder who came I in. I hit a the, six, actually. Yeah, yeah, right. it, absolutely. You came in at the last possible second. We had a guest. Uh, actually, no, we had a film that no one chose. For it was a film that people were either unfamiliar with or they were, in fact, familiar with it and decided to stay away from it. And they Podcast. avoided it like the plague. Yes, absolutely. as they should have. The, back, the Black Plague, the bubonic plague, which, of course, we <laughs> Englanders invented. It was sad. <laughs> yes, it was. A lot of people died, yes, including yes. all. All of my family. Oh my goodness, we could do yes. nothing about it. So the film All we're of talking your family, about. How old are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, in a, I'm, I'm as old as I sound. If you're what? British, you're old. Uh, like so the film. Six hundred or something. Yes. Well, Michael Caine's four hundred and twenty-two at this That's stage. That's true. <laughs> Looks fantastic. Michael Caine. Right. Fantastic. So the film was, of course, In the Company of Men mm. by director Neil And I was. <laughs> yes, you were. You were in the company, oh my company goodness. of men. Say I his hope name we one more time. Nicer. I'm the director. Yes, Neil. Neil Butt. La Butt. <laughs> was the La director. But I'll stop you there. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so we sat down to watch that film, and I use the term film lightly. It was... A harrowing experience, one that was full of frustration and anger. And was it a sort of manual? Yes, it was. Yes, something that we felt was something that we Mm. felt was quite honestly irresponsible. And I know that the argument has been made that art has no responsibility but to be art, and that is all. However, I feel like that movie actually reached out and was able to single and double-handedly wank all of the men watching the movie. Yes, it did. Perpetuated jerkdom. Yes. So suffice it to say. For some men, it was not consensual. That's true. <laughs> Suffice it to say, Maud... to get a safe word for that. ...absolutely came through for us, so she was at the top, tippy-tippy top of the Tip list. Top. When it came to the year 2019 and booking our guests, we decided there are a handful of guests that we, quite frankly, need to make it up to for the... Mm. Properly awful films that By they the way, had to thank endure. you so much for the pizza, the Juan, of and the tiramisu. Of course, yes, we fed you. <laughs> you speak Italian as well. Yes, yes, absolutely. Bella. Uh, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and also... Benissimo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're such a delight. You really are. Uh, so Maud came back, and also Maud, you chose the film that we're talking about tonight. And I think that um, the fact that we are however many minutes into said podcast... 37. Oh. <laughs> Good. That is Feels worth that explaining. Way. Feels the that reason way. why we are talking like this. Yes. We watched Atonement, came That's out in true. 2007, starring James McAvoy and Karen Knightley. That's right. Yes. And Shosha Ronan. Shosha mm. Ronan. And One more time. Mr. Ronan. And Mr. Oh, Benedict. you do origami with your face. Yes, I do. Yes. I can Ooh, fold it seven times. Brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> as well as a Mr. Benedict Cumberbatch. So this mm. was quite the film, quite the experience. I had never seen it. Keller and Maud have seen it before, but it has been many, many years, correct? Yes. Yes, very long time. And that many a fortnight. At least a decade. Wow, that is extraordinary. And that brings us to our very first tradition of the episode, which is that Keller Knobloch will read from Empire Magazine In a an rightly, American accent. And an American accent. In my very best American accent. Here I believe go. in you. You do have Here this. We go. What film <clears throat> are we discussing this evening, Keller? 442. <laughs> Amazing. Atonement. 2007. Director, Joe Wright. <laughs> Anne McEwen's devastating war romance is masterfully conveyed to screen by Joe Wright, whose top stylistics from the telling typewriter clack of the soundtrack to that one take. Steady Cam Dunkirk shot can't fail to impress. 
I'm sorry, I couldn't understand a word you were saying. I must say, could I you barely could? I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm having trouble getting out of it. We might have to go back, <coughs> go back in time, just like in the film, and I have you do that again because I could barely make out heads or tails. Should I do it in my normal voice? Yes, please. That I have to be honest. I thought that was a terrible Texan accent. It was really, like really bad. Quite honestly, yes. Go fuck yourself. No. <laughs> you know what? I deserve that. That was quite rude of me. I apologize. Please, if you will allow me, I must write you a letter to apologize. You cannot wait to put my lips <laughs> on your <laughs> no. wet cunt, Kelly. Here you are. All right, I shall. Oh, dear, it's the wrong letter. Oh, I no. shall retract oh, no, my no, no, dual invitation. Briony! 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 Please, 442. Oh, thank the Lord. Atonement. Thank you. 2007. Ah. Director Joe Wright. I thought that's what he said. Ian Uh, McEwan's devastating war romance mm. is masterfully conveyed to screen by Joe Wright, whose taut stylistics from the telling typewriter clack of the soundtrack to that one-take Steadicam mm. Dunkirk shot can't fail to impress. I must say, for all of the Baluster that the Academy Awards provides everyone for, for things to debate on and off, back and forth, what have you. The fact that this was explained to me before we sat down to actually watch the film, that the movie was nominated for Best Score, and in fact, I believe it won, won Best Score. It was nominated Academy for Award, a couple more. Made me pay attention to that masterful score mm. in a way that I might not have otherwise, and I am very it's glad very that I did. It was exquisite. Honestly, I absolutely adore this movie. I think it's very well done. To know that The Departed was the one that actually took out the award that year. Typical of an American film to take over. Leonardo DiCaprio can't actually get Best Actor ever. But any movie that he's in... Not until he fights a bear. Why, it's positively gaslit. (laughs) Let the man win. (laughs) What? You said Ghastly, it's yes, so it's weird. Ghastly, of Thank course. You. I Thank thought it was you. a Pokemon for a minute. Yeah. Yes, it's a ghastly. Haunter, it's Gengar, it's oh, quite honestly ghastly. <laughs> he cannot win an Academy Award unless he fights a bear. I feel like for such Please. a serious movie and for such a serious voice we're putting on, yes. it doesn't sound like we're being serious about this conversation but we at are all. being quite I don't know serious. what you're talking about. <laughs> yes, I also cannot break the fourth wall. I've never been but let's, serious before but let's, in but my let's, life. Let's, 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 let's go through this now. <laughs> because, let's, 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 if we please, if we can. Because I would love to pick your brain, Maud. You hadn't seen the film in over a decade. That's true. You're now revisiting the movie since it quite possibly came out, possibly, in I mean, Saoirse Ronan is about 33 with nine kids. <laughs> and in this movie, she's only two. Oh, my goodness. Oh. She's an Academy Award nominee, or did she win it? Did I she think she, no, was she was nominated, nominated for nominated. sure. She's only 13 years old. In any case, what were you doing? I was playing Pokemon, I'll be honest with you, is what I was doing. Pokemon Red. (laughs) Pokemon Red on my Game Boy Color. If you can, if you can believe it, I, I was, was right framing a man yeah. for sexual assault. What's <laughs> you know? We joke on this podcast. We have a good time, but we are capable of having a very maybe, serious. Maybe for those that have not seen Atonement, they won't yes. wonder what you're talking about. Guys, that's the premise of the movie. It, that is the uh, crux of the movie. That is true. Yes, and I and I, I would love to circle back and to that conversation, Maud. If you can please enlighten us with how you felt. Mm. Rewatching the film after all of these years, is there anything new that you picked up? Is there any new observations? And how have you? Do you feel differently about the film now that you yourself Honestly, are ten years older? I think after watching um, Pirates of the Caribbean for the first time, mm. it took me about seven years to actually mm-hmm. unhate Keira Knightley's face from the pouch, <laughs> the pouch that she got going. Yes. And now that I'm past that phase, handable. I'm able to watch this movie and I actually think that she's quite a brilliant actress. And yes. I owe her a personal apology if I ever have to meet her. How is her mouth in Colette? 
But wonderful. That was such a beautiful movie. I really enjoyed it. I thought she did an amazing job. She is the queen of the period film. Yes, she, she really is. is. She has she the voice really, for it. Really is. She has the voice, the face, the eyes, the you one tear acting. Into an Irish yes. Accent. But I mean, if we could talk about some of the pros. It is the United movie. Kingdom, my friend. <laughs> United together. Yes, of course. Pros, cons, please. Brexit. The pros for me, I mean, you're kidding me. The chemistry between Kira Knightley and James McAvoy. I am sorry. My friend Keller's on the... Brexit and I've got the giggles. <laughs> oh. Oh. Is that what you said? He did. He said it under his breath. A cheeky fellow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Quite cheekily, you. Oh, man. You I'm are a... just the worst. I'm a brown You are the devil. True he really is the living end. But, Maud, back to your conversation. <laughs> I was just saying, the chemistry between James uh, McAvoy and Kira Knightley it was just so. Palpable. Oh, yes. Wasn't it, it was. just? At one point, when they were kissing themselves and touching their own faces <laughs> with their lips in the library, I was fanning myself. Remember that? You actually you were. were. You I know, I was getting quite You protruded steamed. your hand about and yes. made it into a flapping motion Ooh, yes. to cool yourself down from it. I was very scandalised. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Lordy, Lord. Indeed. <laughs> I did, yes. I was penetration at, at that time. It <laughs> felt like yes, there, there was. And then they say, I love you. Yes. Yeah, hey, you laugh at that, but it really I'm was not. quite I'm not. It was very sweet. Moment. It was very sweet. It was. It was, it was a... Twas quite sweet. I'll be honest with you. It opened, and I thought to myself, "Oh boy, here we go again." I was, actually, quite, I was actually wondering how long this bit would last for, but no. I believe that this is something that is I'm quite. I'm not perfect. going to be able to stop. We can continue this until the end of the podcast. How many people have tuned out? I mean, you can't exactly comment because you've already left, right? Well, at this point, we've been at it for a year plus. We need to mix it up. We need to do we've things. We've got to, to do something new. Keep, keep it fresh. fresh. Keep it fresh, indeed. I remember consider me a bunch of daisies then, because I am so fresh. We want to offend 25% of our audience. Absolutely. At no point will we apologise for these horrendous accents. Do you think I the movie never Atonement... have in the last how many episodes? Do you believe the movie Atonement would possibly perhaps offend 25% of your audience? No, it's not everybody's no, no, no. cup of tea, though, is it? Well, I, I will say this. It's absolutely a film for adults. I don't think it's something yeah. that, no. that young audiences... I mean, part of the crux Swisher of the film... shouldn't even be watching it. Yes, no. quite honest. Yes, exactly. Swisher should, should, should stay away, quite frankly. But thankfully, like you said, much. she's 39 with six kids at this point. But, mm. but for young yes. people, even people in high school, perhaps early... Well, I, I might say that early college years would be appropriate because... Part yes. of the, with your parents, though. I'd say 17. No. Of your American years. 17, absolutely. And you have to wait until 21 to drink, which exactly. is preposterous. Quite. But That's not happened where we're from. Not at all. No, we're no. all shit faced right now. Exactly. Absolutely. Blimey. But part of the film is that when you are 13, it, it, it is difficult, nay, impossible to really understand the context of certain social situations and social strata. Just like Brian in the news. Exactly. Movie. That's I the see what point she of well the film. Dan Ector. Thank you very much. And thank you for pronouncing my name. Correctly, yes, it's a okay. silent H. Uh, should we do overall thoughts, or should we actually lay out what happens in the movie so I that feel people that, understand? Listen, in ninety the, seconds or less, Keller, that mm, will be your objective. This okay. is your mission. Should you choose to accept? Mm, okay. Remember, your this, time this message will self-destruct now. Now, typewriter clacks. Fade in. <laughs> <laughs> Already off to an excellent start. You're Brilliantly executed. In. Oh my Brilliantly gosh. executed, my friend. Okay, uh, Shosha Ronan is the younger sister of Kira Knightley. I don't remember any of their actual Cecile. names. Cecilia and Brian. Brian and Cecile. <laughs> yes, Brian. Yes, and James McAvoy plays a servant's son mm. who works in the garden. Very handsome. And 
Astoundingly handsome. Truly, there was blue eyes. You could dive into them. I tried. I hurt my fingers. Pick up a little piece of a broken vase. You know what Mm. I'm saying? Mm. Oh my goodness. Um, Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) lots of sexual chemistry. There's a parenthetical that doesn't need out of my time talking about James McAvoy's eyes. It's basically about chemistry and um, almost a hidden secret relationship that takes place. But Sosha, aka Bryony, is too young to understand. Seduction and, and what happened? And what happened? Overactive imagination. What does she see? Well, firstly, a scandal, quite yes. frankly. Yes. Yes. Firstly, she sees a letter <gasps> that was not intended to make it to Cecilia. No, but no, but the even fountain. before that, the, the fountain. fountain. Did you forget about the fountain. fountain? Yes, Darren Aronofsky's the, the fountain. Yes. Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Rachel Weiss. In the middle of space. In the middle of our current time. All right, we're done. In the middle of Spain. Three what on concurrent. earth are you talking about? We're making a joke about Aaron Aronofsky's The Fountain. Aaron Aronofsky's The Fountain. Apologies, apologies, apologies. Aaron Aronofsky? Yes, okay. film. La- Pi, but not Life of Pi. Shows you Ronan standing in the window, and mm. she sees James McAvoy yell at Kira Knightley. Quite muffled, family. Quite yes. family. Yes. And then she... Then takes, takes off, off her outer clothing and jumps into the water, comes out with something, and then is just standing there and then runs inside. And then before she runs inside, he grabs at her or something. Their hands touch and it's very she rough. She grabs some of the vials exactly. out of her. Exactly. That's what we learned <laughs> after the fight. And then it cuts after. back and then we see it and from there. Okay, we don't have to do the whole I'd, plot of the I'd movie. I'd also like to point out the fact that when Shrosha Ronan sees this event at the fountain, before that she sees and hears a bee. A buzzing bee that is yes. trapped inside Would of her room. Would you think room. that was a metaphor? Absolutely. For the birds and the bees, a.k.a. sexual penetration, is what the <laughs> metaphor That absolutely represents. flew over my head like the bee. Yeah, the I wasn't yeah. seeing... That's not what I was thinking. See, was bees thinking are, are made up of the colours I thought she was being nosy and she yellow. was buzzing around. I thought it was her over-active mm. imagination. Yes, of course. But the birds and the bees is, of course, what you would call a conversation that you have with your children to let them know about sexual intercourse. You've just enlightened me completely. Yes, indeed, yes. It is something that British people apparently never do, so it is sort of a foreign okay. concept to us. Mm. Here we go. When a bird fucks a bee. Yes. <laughs> it creates a mutant. Stay and that mutant no will then pollinate your brain with dirty thoughts, which is why you must never talk about sex, even if a child walks into a room with you having sex in it. You must simply be and quiet. The bird is in the library. Yes, walk out silently and pretend as though nothing ever happened. Yes. Fly away like a little bird. As is custom. Or a bee. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely, yes. So, so essentially, no, no, Saoirse Ronan, yes. Bryony, mm-hmm. has developed a crush on James McAvoy's yes. character. And um, he rejected her because she put him to a test that he was very startled by, I guess you could say. Yes. And um, from there, she kind of wished to punish him in a way. Yes. Uh, I, I, love the way, I love the way that you put it, Maud, when we were watching the film. I was asking, so does she now hate him and plan to punish him as you said but while we were watching it you just you said no you see that's just now the way that she sees him she's this embarrassed. is now she is embarrassed this is now her bias towards McAvoy's character she became untoward she exactly very unbecoming she was looking for something to pin him on absolutely something that could help her process perhaps a, a tinge of embarrassment that she was feeling why and I, would he reject her if he was not a sex maniac absolutely quite and right. a monster absolutely 
And I would also like to say that uh, James McAvoy's adult character didn't so much reject her, but, but was upset with her because she was a child and called her so and said, you should not have put yourself in danger. You should not have put me in danger. That was a foolish thing to do. And you then, could have killed us both. Yes. And, You're and, a silly girl. And again, when she was a young girl, she didn't quite understand how to process those emotions. Well, she's fantasizing. Absolutely. Yes, you saved my life. She was a storyteller. As the score, let us know, anytime she was making up a mm-hmm. story, we heard the clickety-clack of a typewriter. Yes. It was quite brilliant. Indeed. I'm anyway, not, I'm not sick of this accent at all. Them. Neither am I. So I'm going Ronan. to dig in go, deeper. Go, dig your heels in. Here we go. <laughs> Shosha Ronan walks in on them having sex in the library. Fornicating. They're not married. That's true. It is. It is. Debaucherous. Quite astounding. Scandalous. Oh, my goodness. But she thinks it is something far more scandalous than it is. An assault. And then the twins go missing. Mm. Yes, they decide to run away. You see, they're so bored with their life at this big Who the twins are is totally irrelevant at this stage. It's true. Yes. They're just some sort of children. But that's where James McAvoy has to run off to, and that's where they all run off to, and that's where they see... An actual assault happens. That's where we see Benedict Cumberbatch assaulting Lola, Juno Juno Temple. That's true. We're going to mix up real names names. with actual names. Absolutely. Benedict Cumberbatch assaulted a young woman, (laughs) (laughs) is what we're saying on this podcast. That's not a great quote. But when we get back to the house, we've also learned in this time frame that Shirley Ronan had a letter in her possession that she was not supposed to read. And Very it was saucy. it was a saucy, mistaken letter, which we'll get to in a moment, but she had this letter given her by James McAvoy to give to Kieran Knightley, apologizing for the incident that happened earlier. He was quite befuddled because as we knew, the audience He's got quite knew, a hard on over her. Absolutely a hard on indeed. Yes. Truly. Yes, truly, truly hard, as we saw in the library. <laughs> but when Shosha Ronan... We didn't see it. That we was did so not, but we about felt it. Scene. The film delicately done, Nothing. but it was also very, very intense enough. Yes, Maude yes. pointed out that the camera yes. was all up in their grill, Elbows as we would say. were bumping the lens. Yes, mm. and uglies were bumping as well. But oh my goodness. when Shosha Ronan had this letter, she was not supposed to read it. It featured the C word, which to your American ears across the pond is probably very bad, but, but for yes. us, yeah, what's, so the, funny. what's the big cunty deal? We just say it all the <laughs> time it's fine so the letter no, you can't say it oh you i can't, can't say that word i cannot say this you word can't. i can't possibly, you can't and you won't i can't possibly say it and i will I not want to do it no you should not I can't and i want <laughs> you can't and you want but this letter that was written uh so so sharonan reads this and believes <gasps> he is in fact a he's sex a ma- he's a predator he's mm. a sex maniac so then she then delivers that letter to her Parental figures. After reading it, which she should not have she done. She should not have no, done. But in the interim, Kira Knightley has also read the letter. But because she well, she also feels went and stole it out of Kira Knightley's room. That's true. Yeah. Well, that's true. After she had put it away, yes. she needed evidence to, she to needed double down on evidence. her lie. So all of this was a framing. And this young girl ends up putting this man away for jail for James good. James McAvoy for is four falsely years. accused yes. of rape, mm-hmm. which did mm-hmm. not happen. But there were no true. other alibis, so there's no other cause to kind of get out it's of that. True. And destroyed true love. And Juno Temple's character, we determined, we just this was implied, that she did not want to deal with her... Tr- she could not, with her young age, well, we can possibly actually, deal with her the trauma. Evidence, the yes. evidence shows that this is not the first time. 
Really? She had Chinese bones on her arm and she blamed it on the twins. That's and then upon true. mentioning then it at the table. was messed up at, at the dinner. table as well. That's right. So, she'd so o- he'd already assaulted her once and then assaulted her again while looking for the twins. And at this stage, oh. she was incredibly embarrassed. And then eventually married her. She was mortified. Yes, he eventually because married her. that's what happens when the victim blames themselves. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And Absolutely. So as Maud pointed out, as we were watching the film, Juno saw a way out mm-hmm. when Shosha Ronan decided to accuse James McAvoy, of the heinous deed, the heinous crime. And Juno said, there's my heart. There's the way that I will not have to. <laughs> Losing it. So I to reel it in, get it back, get it back. You got let's, a little bit, Michael Caine. A little bit, which is good. There's a, there's a, there's a and British. And Juno Temple good. was like, right, I've got an out. Right. Yeah, that's right. I've yeah. got an out. Here it is. Like this. This is my out. Michael Caine. McAvoy. But as we learn, we're watching this film. That some 13-year-old girls just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> that's it. Especially if they're quite spiteful. That's true. He gave her a chocolate bar as the size of his fist. Okay, that's <laughs> quite enough of that. She was only 13 years quite old. Quite enough of that. Oh, right. So, in summation, James McAvoy's gardener son character goes off to prison. For four He's, years. Of course, for four years. He's a low class, so he has no legal protection, no means of escape. Then his way out is, of course, to join the armed forces and enter the war, the Great War. The uh, Second Great War, as yes, it was called. Yes. In retrospect. World yes. War Two is what it They're was. Like the Great War. W- like, oh, this one is way greater. Way greater. Greater to the second power. And yes. he was, in fact, this fictional character, yes. was present during the events of the film Dunkirk. Yes. Mm, which takes place on the beaches of France. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, Christopher Nolan further explored this real historical event later, but... In this film, we see him struggling to maintain, to, to hang on, to try and get back to Kira Knightley, and he survives and makes it back. And then we have Susha Ronan, and she is Hold now... Hold on, so really quickly, I'm so sorry. Yes. And this is a spoiler. Please, please, but please. Before he goes off, because the timeline jumps all over the place throughout yes. the course of the movie. In a beautiful way, I must it point is, out. Because it's showing both perspectives. You see yes. the perspective of Susha, and you're like, ooh, this is actually quite awful, what's, what's happening? happening. And, and then, then you the find truth. the truth. Yes. But, because we're jumping all over the place, does James McAvoy and Kira Knightley actually ever meet Mac up? That is an excellent question. That's a question. very good question. Excellent. We don't you're, know you're, if they do they see each other and you then he goes? You are, I think that's probably how, is what happens. Because I remember when he's lying at the beach, when he's yes. at Dunkirk, and he's not feeling so crash hot. He's the picture. He's got the picture. Yes, he does. And well, we had not met. It was six weeks ago, mm. six weeks earlier, mm-hmm. six months earlier. And remember, she gave him the picture to say, here's something So they to really had got back into each other's lives four years as, later. As yes. far as we can tell, For all of yes. half an hour. But oh, as, as Maud... Work. I'm going to go cry again. Yes, as Maud is pointing out. And Maud cried during the end of the film, the one single tear, tear acting. And it one was tear brilliant. acting. It was brilliant. Thank brilliant. Thank brilliant. But we all wept. At the end of this film, this... This, this crime that happened is explored over the next six decades as we then again meet up with Brony. 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 Where's she is an God? elderly woman and is a huge such an issue with fan of loves. My Little Pony. My she little loves pony. My Little Pony. She loves it and she's but a total like a bro. bro. She's a total bro. She's just all <laughs> she about... She's her knee. She's got on a tap-out yes, shirt. <laughs> absolutely. That's right. She likes to drink a monster energy drink. Mm. Yes, she wears Axe body spray. She's a gamer. Gamer, she has a gamer chair. Plays Call of Duty. And someone right. who does have a gamer chair. <laughs> would <laughs> like to take Maud, this outside? No, not at all. <laughs> and I could break Maud, your knees. I do believe that we would be in our right mind to say that you yourself are also a little bit, a wee bit of a bro yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. It's you nothing. fucking what cunt. I will <laughs> take... <laughs> what, what, what? I'm a what? I'm a what? I'm a what? Hagrid? <laughs> 
I'm a what? You're a God, wizard. Terry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a what? Happy birthday. You heard me. You're a right. I said it right God, through your Harry. face. <laughs> I might have sat on it sometime along the way. Oh, I need you to feed me, brother Harry. You're a cunt. <laughs> oh, my oh, God, I have I, to apologise. I have, no, I must apologise. I must apologise. I now realise what would have made all of the Harry Potter series better for me. That Every time you go to say wizard. As if Hagrid had said cunt constantly. It would have made it 100% better. Every, wizard Harry, every, no, no, every like single a time a wizard is mentioned, just switch yes, it out and see abs- what kind oh of... Oh, my goodness. It's the, it's the school. So, so is Hogwarts so, school of which cunting and wizard. <laughs> so is this, so this J.K. Rowling's... Uh, <laughs> oh, my God, you finally got Rowling right. Uh, J.K. Rowling's... <laughs> is this, are you telling me that this franchise is called J.K. Rowling's uh, <laughs> Cunting World? Is that what the name of this franchise yes. is? I believe we need to move on from this bit. Because no. <laughs> I love going to <laughs> Universal no. Studios. My favourite <laughs> place to hit up in Universal Studios is the cunting world of Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Any so back to the you know plot. What it is? I think we've been so proper, but we actually had to yes. balance it out. Absolutely. It was so lovely and delightful yes. that just like a, we just needed a moment. We're just a right bit of Americans yeah. here. <laughs> Almost two Americans and an Australian. <laughs> That's what we sound like. Nearly. But Filthy. as Maud was I'd describing... Never. I never... Well, I will clutch my pearls, pearls. as well. Yes, of course. Ha-ha. <laughs> 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 At the end of this film, as the, as the film jumps around in time, we meet up with Brioni at the end of Bryony. the movie. Bryony! We meet up with a Bryony. Bryony. Convention. And she is, how old would you say that she is? Was she in her She's 60s? She's supposed to be eight. Oh, my 70s. goodness. Oh, at the very end of the, the film. It's late eight, late eight. I think it's supposed to be present day when present the film day. came out in 2007. 2007. So in 19... Was that 67 years? And she's, 39. she's 18. Yes. 18 plus 67. Wow. Do it. 18 plus 67. Now she's 95 years old or 95. something. Goodness. Well, she looked very good for 95. Yeah, she did Her teeth were spotless. Same Absolutely. haircut. I think that's what does it. Oh, that isn't it is, funny? That was it the is. tell. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. I have the same haircut from when you I do. was yes. 13. Do you have that same bob haircut? Oh, have. shit. I actually do have the yes, same do. haircut for yes, the last 12 years. Of course, of course. Bloody so, hell. Bryony is an older woman now. We learn that she is an author. She has written 21, 21 novels. And her 21st is a book that she has called Adornment. Harry Potter and the Philosopher's <laughs> Stone. It's the no. 21st book and it's an autobiography. That's right. That's autobiography. Autobiography. But it isn't even. It's not because in this brilliant interview that she conducts with this, this lovely bold chap, she's sitting there and she's explaining to him the purpose of this book. This well, book that took her... Let's be starting. Like yes. she, she's very unwell and she's about to True. die. She, and yes, frankly, she, this yes. is her confessional. Absolutely. Yes. That's something that she's been holding yes. on for on 80, live television. 84 years. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I yes. don't know if it was live. I doubt it. It wasn't because she said, can we please stop? And then they did. They honoured oh, yeah. that request. And then she Maybe it was like... Really, that was such on. a stupid thing to say. No. I'm no. very, very sorry. <laughs> How did you not understand <laughs> that moment? I just turned in my knighthood. <laughs> Somebody was enjoying their calzone a little bit too much. Oh, my goodness, I did. I had a Nutella calzone. That's true. It was quite good. Mm. I had an entire... Chocolatey goodness. Pizza. Yes. And a Nutella calzone as well. Quite right. Yes, how was your dessert, Mark? My tiramisu. Tiramisu, yes. It was really quite delightful. It was super moist. Fantastic. It was wet. Fantastic, that's good. Wet what? Wet what? What? What was wet? What? I can't read this. It's a little smudged on the... (laughs) 
letter you've handed me. Which one? Yes. You've handed me a typed letter. Yes, a ty- on a typewriter. Oh, God, no, don't open that, no. please. What? It says Cecilia. Friday! <laughs> <laughs> that was a great moment. He's such a brilliant actor. He really was so good. Oh, my goodness. Yes, yes. Before we get distracted, let's finish the plot of the film. The end of the movie. It's going for about 17 minutes. Absolutely. Bryony is now 48. Yes, she's 48 years old. On her deathbed. And she says, I am dying. This is my last book. It took me my entire life to write it. And she reveals that actually the the contents of the story, the narrative, are false. Well, hold she, on. This is where James McAvoy and Claire, um, Claire, Keira Knightley live a happily ever asked. Absolutely. Claire yes. and Charlie are on the <laughs> island. She's had a baby. They're raising little Aaron Littleford. Absolutely. And then he drowns. And then he is the Antichrist. Yes. No, when she yes. says it's not Penny's boat. What? That's right. But we have to go back to the end of the film. And Benny. at the end here, uh, we learn that the happy ending of Keira Knightley and uh, Mr. James McAvoy was, in fact... A falsehood. A falsehood. It was a, a lie. lie. It was a lie. That the author, Bryony, provided for the readers. Thank you. For the readers. Because she describes that readers would not be satisfied with the actual reality of the events. Which because are it's the saddest thing because ever. Because it's the saddest yes. thing ever. That because she James feels McAvoy dies of sepsis. Responsible for. The day for, the of day the evacuation. The day of. But... In and that, Keira Knightley dies yes, in a tunnel. In a tunnel with the she bombings. Drowned. She drowned, yes. And in that flashing back, we see that when James McAvoy has died, he has his pictures there so that his, yes. his comrade in arms is able to deliver them so that we learn when and where he died. Yes. So I do believe that he and Keira Knightley Maybe did, in they fact, have the moment. So there was a glimmer of hope, yes. but they just and couldn't. It made the moment where him. he ran after the Guinness ad even more tragic. Yes, because he couldn't read the rest of the advertisement (laughs) of the advertisement and he's running and he says what is this what is this on the back of this tram this this Guinness (laughs) advertisement what does this say and he ran after it and read what did it say Keller have a Guinness or something weird. If you're tired. If you're tired. <laughs> have a Guinness if you're tired. Have a Guinness if you're tired. And Keira Knightley was crying and she says, what? And he goes, oh, well, uh, no, what? No, in all seriousness, it was quite sad. Yes. And if we can go back to the performances here oh, at the center goodness. of this picture, because James McAvoy was brilliant. Amazing. Perfect. I think Keira he's going to win an brilliant. Oscar in like the next five years. I think Absolutely. he should have won for that movie. Absolutely. Yeah, he's fucking you know, great. You oh. may disagree with this, but in his very popular X-Men film franchise, I believe he's that very good. he is capable of delivering comic book dialogue in a way that I have not seen an actor do. Oh, I have. Well, not comic book dialogue, but yes, shit corny dialogue. shit dialogue, yes. But the way that he, he's able to describe being within the mind of a Miss Jean Grey and that he's crying. Mm-hmm. And when he's asked, how were you able to achieve that? He said, I just thought about the moment and it made me sad. And that is the power of acting, my friends. Wow. What he's able to do with Truly. his tears. I move. He did the same thing when, when he when he experienced a a memory of a young Eric Lenscher, aka Magneto, played by of course Eric Fassbender in X Men First Class, where yes. he is lighting the menorah with his mother as they're celebrating Hanukkah. He experiences that moment, and McAvoy wipes away one of his tears. His Charles Xavier is able to experience that and sympath and empathize, and that is the human experience, and that is what actors do. Did you see any of? First class, or you know, that James McAvoy that you know best. Yes. Did you see that in the character in Atonement? Absolutely. Absolutely. I did not. I very much separated the two. Um, because I, he is a brilliant actor. I've said Absolutely. multiple times that this was a prequel. You did, actually. <laughs> when I was afraid that he was going to die, Keller reassured me he only loses the use of his legs and then he. <laughs> 
opens a school for mutants in the yes. 60s. Quite right. 20 years later, loses mm. his yes. hair. The timeline's actually quite on point. You see, what I saw, I believe what I saw that was similar it is was... A, it actually is. Like 35, I feel like, yes. is when he'd opened the school. Mm. Um, well, no, right? because there no. were children. Yes. In, in, Magneto see, in was ex- about 12 or 13 when he bent the fence. Correct, oh, yes. Which that, was how like long in, was that after? That's in like in 1940, early 40s, because he was in mm. a, a concentration camp, yes. Okay. So 10 years out. Absolutely. That's not yeah, bad, yeah. though. 1950. He is similar to Keira Knightley, a master of the period piece as well. Yes. Mm. I believe McAvoy is... It's the accent, which is why we've yes. been doing this entire time. Absolutely. What are you talking about? In our normal voices, yes. No, but, our but real voices. Let's, yes, let's, finally. Let's deliver some of our overall thoughts on the film. Okay. Keller, would you like to kick us off, please? I enjoyed the film mm. thoroughly. I might even own it <gasps> one day. Brilliant. Um, that one shot is fucking oh, nuts. Let's on the talk beach. about that shot. No, you guys wouldn't shut the fuck up while it was happening. I was, just, so I was continually reminding you was minutes after the last time. reminder mm-hmm. that this was still the same shot. Amazing. What do you reckon? It was about eight minutes? Probably. Oh. That sounds about This one right. shot yes. along Dunkirk is done in such a way where, what do you think, about 200 people on set? More than that. Easily. Oh, Easily. Oh, my goodness. Yes. It was so well Minimum. done. There Not were to mention horse the six horses. Yeah. Six Three horses of which I got shot in the head. Yes, three of which had to fall down on cue. Great it actors. Was mm. So tragic. Great animal the actors all around it all, in this the film. despair. Yes. But then you actually go, um, you know, and hear the choir singing of the, you know, the men, and you yes. hear morale, and, and you know, yes. and you're like, oh my gosh, that's so great. And then you kind of go through despair again, and you basically capture his entire time in war by yes. traversing through in this beach. And his face has gotten greyer the entire oh. time. He's dying as he's walking along this beach. Did he go and have? It was makeup? probably the best montage. <laughs> Brilliant. In one take. Absolutely. Did he have did he have makeup applied to the process? Unless it was in post. In between? You think it they, was I mean, they, did, they went someone, off camera. I think someone they punched did. him in the gut. That's probably what happened. <laughs> and then at one point he says, I need a drink. All of this is happening. It is the chaos <sighs> of war. It's the chaos of the beach. Such a good shot. It is, a it is amazing. Brilliant acting, incredible storytelling. Yes. Um, the cinematography is outstanding. I don't have anything negative to say about this movie. I do actually. have something negative to say. Here we uh, go. And, and it's only one minor, that minor, minor thing. Dudes. Is that well? Th- now I have two. Thank you, my You're friend. Welcome. Thank you. Two things to to sort of to sort of pick at. The first one being that towards the beginning of the film, I felt that it was a bit of a stretch that all of this hinged on the fact that McAvoy forgot that he grabbed the wrong letter to You're put into... You're saying it's quite sitcom Absolutely. It, it felt like really a Mrs. hinges is upon Mrs. the Doubtfire. This is true, but the idea that James McAvoy's character would write up the letter, fine, I understand that, but it's so, it's very, it's, it's a convenience that he would forget to double-check the letter I feel like only... they get across the nerves pretty well in that scene. Fair enough, fair enough. True, true enough, true enough. Yes, but yes, yes. But it's very sitcom It is. And then she later It's a bosom finds... buddies plot. It's a Mrs. Yeah. Doubtfire plot. It's very sitcom. Yes, oh very, no, I've very the, faulty uh-oh. towers. Sort of. Absolute thank <laughs> you for, for, for citing a proper sitcom. Yes, a situational comedy. Yes, it's a proper. It, it, it's just a little bit convenient. And then my second thing, my second critique, is that I worry that the movie has something behind it coming from a male director, a male screenwriter, based on a book written by a man. All of this coming forward about a story of a woman who falsely accuses a man. Not a woman, a girl. Sorry, yes, a child. A young girl. 13-year-old girl Mm -hmm. who falsely accuses a man of sexual assault. 
and it completely upends his entire life and ruins his life and ruins another woman's life and we feel this reverberating effect. It, it essentially ruins her life. She finds success through it, but it does. It, it, she has had to live mm. exactly. Mm. And I worry that perhaps this wasn't something that was at the forefront of the filmmakers' minds in 2007, as yes. you were saying, but in 2019, in the realm of filmmaking that we're living in today, where people are, are speaking truth to power. Do you know Do you know how I think it gets around it? Yes. Why I will disagree with you? Oh, absolutely. And, I, I, and all I do, I would love to clarify, what I, all, I do, all I'm doing is posing a question. Mm. Is this something that we can discuss? Is this something that people will then think about when they, when they, when they revisit this film? Is this, I, I yes. believe what you're addressing, like if it was in this present day, I'm worried. this would be a little bit insensitive, I suppose. Yes. Because 1% of all rape accusations are actually false. Correct. 1%. And I think when you perpetuate the 1%, then it's mm-hmm. actually damaged. To the 99. And I, and Maud, you can attest to this as well, I had similar feelings about the book and film Gone Girl. But that's a modern tale. So it that's is. the difference, right? It's a modern tale. Both of these are fictionalized, but I was worried that in Gone Girl, which is which is not up to the say art. It. I know I, you I'm want just, to say it. Yes, in an American accent. Okay. <clears throat> girl. You gone. Okay. Yeah, quite right, quite you right. You gone, girl. Oh, I believe she's gone. Yes. I Let me double check. I yes, asked her to leave. She is in fact gone, <laughs> yes. Very nice of her to leave. I she's gone. her well. She has vacated yes. the princess. Thank goodness. But yes, I was worried that in, in a film like Gone Girl, that it would, it would uh, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Um, uh, uh, sort of uh, um, glamorize. I see what you're A saying. false accusation to make it seem as though that was more prevalent than is actually the case. And I worried about that sort well, of that was also yes. about an abusive relationship, and that and was written by a woman. It was a power fantasy as well. Yes, That's what and it Gillian was. Yes, is. it was written written by a woman. Absolutely, absolutely. So here with atonement, we don't have all of those similar. Nineteen forties is a very very different yes. time. Nineteen forties, I believe, is when you know the notion of. I guess relationships are very distorted. Yes. I don't see this as being um, perpetuating or glamorizing um, assault. Good. I actually see it as classism. I feel like it also treats the victims well. It does. Like, and it yeah, does. classism. Like, it really is. It is a very, very wealthy man. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in this, I think in a modern time, there are, you know, the legal system in place that does protect people a lot more. Mm-hmm. But then he is considered. A servant. He does yes. not have the same rights. The person that got away with it was someone who had a lot of money and he had a lot of power and status. Absolutely. Yes. So I think that that's classism, not necessarily. And that's still relevant to this and day. And the over effect, overactive imagination of a jealous child. A lot of people can pay to get away with things. Absolutely. Yes. You know what, then? Uh, I will add. Martinis. I would like to add a third critique to the wanker. film. What a wanker. <laughs> what a wanker. What I do is I put some dark chocolate in a martini. What did he call it? A choco teeny? I told him to Something fuck himself. Insufferable. I said, I said <laughs> yes, hey, hey wank off, you in bloody in wanker. This yeah. movie, he really did have a, a face he wanted to punch. Absolutely. Quite when has he not? I like All of Sherlock. That's all true. Well, you want to punch him all of Sherlock because he's a real But you want to punch him dick. because he's so right. It's like, hey, be hey, nice. I don't want to punch right people. Mm. Be I want nice to, to Watson. Yes. I'm also a fan of his Stephen Strange, but specifically his Stephen Strange as he appears as a guest star in other Marvel films. Yes, much better than... Uh, much better because yes. I, I believe that Stephen Strange's accent is actually quite um, mm. excruciating. Like mm. if you were to talk in an American Ugh. accent right now, that would be ghastly. Uh, That's ghastly. I, I it would probably sound something like this. I I need to work on my cake. Yes. We just ate a lot of dinner. I definitely don't feel like, you know... For, spilling, forgive spilling me, please. Forgive me, please. But, but yes, you know what? Well, then uh, the third critique I would like to add is I would have preferred a little bit more 
leaning into the classism, a little bit more of of, of having us really understand and feel. I think that they Juno. did. It was all. Yes, but imagine if the film decided to take a little bit more time with Juno Temple's character, so that we could understand why she felt the way that she did. She's how going she through a divorce. No, Juno Temple. No, was, her parents were. That's true. But after her own assault and how the man who assaulted her had that power. You see, so even if she... You know what, though? I think that would be far too on the nose if they were to explore her character slightly Mm. more. I think that the way that it was so subtle was incredibly well done because it did leave you in the dark a lot. Fair enough. And it was the... The clues were there. You just had to look. They were indeed. And they left it out of it because it was left out of it. Like nobody ever... It was Colonel Mustard in the library with the red. Yes, it was. It was. Actually, it was Colonel McAvoy in the library with his penis. (laughs) (laughs) I walked into that. Yes, you did. You walked right into it, you like Sosha Ronan walked into a library <laughs> to see James McAvoy fucking Kieran Knightley. <laughs> right, let's move on then. So, my overall quite thoughts. Right. Quite right. My overall thoughts are that, uh, as Keller pointed out as we were watching the film, he told me he said, "Hector, this is not your cup of tea," and mm. I could not agree more. However, I must admit that of all of the period piece romance war films that exist, this was the better Dunkirk. This movie. was the better Dunkirk. Is- that this does deserve a place on the 500 greatest wow, films of all time. Wow, you've come around in the last I have hour. come around because mm. I believe that it is representative of its own genre. It's it is a masterclass in its genre. And the performances were brilliant. And mm. I, I would recommend the film, but it is not... I would give it a 10. I give it a 9. I would give it a solid 8. Ooh, I'd solid give it probably a nine as well. Yes, I not, not I nine. Yes, I couldn't barely fault the thing. Yes, mm. neither could I. Yes, the only thing I kept it thinking beautiful. was it sounded beautiful. It was sounded gorgeous. The only thing I kept thinking was, you know, this is fantastic, but I could be watching the special features for the Incredible Hulk at this very moment. Here's the thing. And that's because he's, you're a man child. That's true. I am. <laughs> he's just done Iron <laughs> Man, Iron Man Two. That's true. Thor, <laughs> great film. Directed by Mr. Ken Branagh was fantastic as a director, but <laughs> Kenneth. Kenneth. No, his friends call him Ken. But let's come it back. It's so nice Mod- of them to get one of our guys to, <laughs> Absolutely. to do a Marvel very movie. Nice. Very Finally. Nice. We've just Fun. been waiting on the sidelines this entire time. Seriously. And then they hire a bloody Australian to play the only... I, I don't even know When are we going them. to get a Brit as a superhero, honestly? Anyway... Stephen does not count. No, and neither does Spider-Man or Superman or... Mm. Batman. Oh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> these fake accents going around. It's, it's ghastly. No one should ever put on a fake Never. accent, no matter By what. Way. Do it. I'm By the way, I know that Christian Bale <laughs> is an American, but we're counting him as is one of our own. We'll yes. let him do it. He he's was a, great in Empire of the Sun. He is, he is a citizen of the world. <laughs> he is. Yes, indeed. Maud, please wrap up our brilliant mm. conversation on atonement, if you will. Give us your final thoughts, your final word, mm. your sort of she overall just gave thoughts. It to nine. Whatever. Yes. Uh, nine is a very strong. Anything else you'd like to say about opinion? It really is a brilliant movie. The yes. fact that I haven't seen it for ten years, I'm almost upset at myself. Oh. It's got replayability, even it though really I does. knew. Like you what can was look to go. at it. Yes. Like put this movie on mute and look at mm. it. Like and, put and, on. Claude yes. Debussy oh. and Claire de Lune. Claire de Lune. And just yes. watch it. And just pour yourself a nice peanut noir. Yes, have a peanut noir. Yes, perhaps a cabernet. Suavignon. Suavignon. A peanut noir. lovely. Swig the Suavignon. Yes, indeed. Yes, swig the Suavignon. this has been a just lovely... Just watch it. Stop lovely. what you're doing right now. Watch turn off. Turn off this podcast. Okay, watch Atonement. Yes, turn off this podcast. Not until you hear Mod's pick. That's though. right. Here we are. What a segue, my friend. I... What, I haven't seen a segue like that since Jeff Bridges rode one in Iron Man 1. Oh, no. Yes, that's right. They were Stark Industries. Tony, what? my boy. Very good. <laughs> Very you. good, Jeff Bridges. It's my Jeff Bridges. Very good. My heart's crazy. I'm now going to True give you... Grit. I'm going to give you my best Sam Rocking Road. Here we go. Here we go. 
I don't know if you know this, Ivan, but I don't speak Russian. <laughs> it's like he was in the room. That's just true. Then. I want my bird. I want my bird. Yes. Oh my god! I want my bird. <laughs> Great film, Iron Man Two. So now we move on to yes. everyone's favorite part of the podcast, Mod. You are a returning <gasps> guest. So this means I get to select another movie. You get to select. I did have a backup movie. movie. Yes. Does that mean that anyone has chosen no Willow? No one has chosen <gasps> Willow. 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 I say Willow. Do you have any copyright infringement? So if I was to sing the dun 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 Absolutely not. Dun 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 Goodness me. Willow, I believe, was released around 1986. It was written by George Lucas, directed by Ron Howard. Ronning Howard. Ronning Howard. I love Ron. Ron is that a running joke, is it? Oh, <laughs> oh, God. oh Absolutely the worst. <laughs> but it stars Val Kilmer in his yes. possibly best role. Valerie? Yes. As Mad Mordecai. I would argue that his better role was when he played the villain in MacGruber, Dieter van Kant. I'd but go say on. even better is him Don't you dare Tombstone. say that? Oh, okay. Tombstone. Yes, I will be your Huckleberry. I will be your Huckleberry. But tell us more about Willow. Why would you pick Willow? Oh, it really does have it all. It's an epic mm. fantasy tale, mm. yes. uh, but it, t- it takes so many risks. The main protagonist is a shorter stature man by yes. the name of Horrock Davis. That's exactly him. Oh, let's the talk very Horrock Davis. Quite a prolific actor. Absolutely, he's been in mostly every Star War, I believe. Every Leprechaun film. Is it George Lucas? Yes. What's that? Every Leprechaun film. Uh, yes, that was him as well. As well as, uh, I believe he had... Well, he's every... Uh, well, most of the teachers and um, the goblins of Gringotts and, oh, yes. and Hogwarts. He's Greepook. He, he he's has, Fleetwick. He has de-aged Flitwick. That is very... He has you know, gotten a, younger every year. a funny story behind that, that as well. He just, like, cut his hair and dyed it. <laughs> yes, it was a, it was a fun, beard. fun story for that, a little behind-the-scenes information, is that uh, when it was originally written as, as Flitwick in the book, yes. of course, J.K. Rowling the wrote Charmed Flitwick, professor. the Charms Professor. He was cast in the film as Warwick Davis, and he had a wonderful performance, but they decided to give him that look of that elderly, mm. wizened wizard look with the long yes. beard. Like like Dumbledore. A tiny Dumbledore. Yes, a little bit, and I believe... I believe at it's one weird. point in the in the third or fourth film, Dumbledoreable. Uh, 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 <laughs> he was Dumbledoreable. Mod, <laughs> quite right. Very naughty in your own special way. But we get back to <laughs> Flitwick, and 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 he's playing this character. And at one point, he 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 is also cast as yes. the conductor for one of the choruses of children. Which I believe was Prisoner of Azkaban, unless I'm... Yes, correct. No. And as he's, as he's cast as the conductor... No, that is Fleetwick as well. Yes, but at that point it wasn't because he had the look, the split the bowl hair... cut. The bowl cut, the look oh, of, yes. of, of, of what we know of now as Flitwick. Yes. And once JK or someone in the production got a look of that, they went, oh, that is what I want Flitwick to look like. So they de-aged him and thought so we didn't, wouldn't yes. notice. We thought we wouldn't notice. And they were like, oh, magic. They did it with Dumbledore. They it is the it witchcraft oh, well, and country. Is- so anything's possible. You can get fucked over all the time. That's true. Witchcraft and country. That's right. You're a That's right. country. Oh, my God. So many people are offended, but we sound so all the proper. Wizards are offended. Can you really Very be offended authentic. if you sound like this? You can't. Honestly. You can't Honestly. Who throws a shoe? Honestly. Really, though. Bob, your uncle. Bob's your uncle. That's what right. was the one he says he yes. wanted to take a piss? How does he say it? 
I want to take a Jimmy Piddle. Jimmy Piddle. Jimmy Piddle. Or Jimmy, Jimmy Riddle. A Jimmy, Jimmy Riddle. Which means Piddle, which means Riddle this. rhymes with Piddle because we're in Barney. Barney Rubble Trouble. There it is. Come you on. got it. Hey, by Don Cheadle of Iron Man 2. Thank you very much. Wow. Yes, of course. He played the Brody in Iron Man. But he was also, uh, I'm trying to remember the, the character's name in Ocean's Eleven. <gasps> That's quite a stretch. I know was exactly it, what you're talking about, but the it, name is absolutely it, beyond me right with now. B, doesn't it? Buster? No, not Buster. He was, but he was the Buster. He, he did bust things up. He quite did a bust bit. them up. Yeah, he, he was Basher. Basher. Basher Tar, I believe, was his character's name. Yeah, that's Basher. Basher. Oh, like a reindeer. You know what was funny about that? Yes. A, you know Basher and Basher Dancer. Prance. Yes, absolutely. George and Brad and Matt, the whole cast. Bob, your uncle. Julia and Andy and everyone. Oh, <laughs> and Yes, and Casey. We don't talk about Casey. But. Bartholomew. Another fun fact. Casey little... looks exactly like my very first boyfriend that I've ever oh, had. So that's sorry. Quite about uncomfortable. That. Condolences. <laughs> Fun fact we'll about about Don Cheadle's accent in the first Ocean's Eleven as well as Ocean's Twelve, Ocean's Thirteen as well. Yes, go. He apparently studied and he went to London. He went to England and he learned how to work on his British accent. He came, flew back across the pond to the States to Las Vegas where they filmed Ocean's Eleven. Yes. And after the film came out, his his accent was notably so critically panned, mm. and he then fired either his agent or his manager, someone who told him as he was filming the movie, Don, your accent sounds fantastic. It's lovely because he was asking, does this sound authentic? And one of his representatives said, yes, of course, Don, it's great. I he think it was quite person. lovely. I agree. I think it was perfect. I think as an actual one of us. Him yes. and Dick Van Dyke. Yes. They get too much yes. guff. Absolutely. <laughs> Dick Van Dyke yes. sounded like my grandfather. Absolutely. Yes. Hello, as I, Mary. As I live and breathe. As I live and Mary breathe. Mary Poppins. Thick with two C's. She, Mary Poppins is thick with two C's. <laughs> thick. She's thick with two. Okay. Anyway, let's continue to wrap up talking about Willow. You know, it's getting yes. a new Blu-ray release. Did you hear about that? I, I did, did see the first time. Are you excited? Oh, my Will goodness. Will you be purchasing well, a physical disc? It's fairly impossible to find otherwise, mm. currently. No, do you know what there is? There's three quarters of the movie on YouTube. And I tried to show it to someone and you have Mod. to pay it in 15-minute increments. Mod. And of course, by the time we get to the end, there's nothing there. And it's just like, well, what an anticlimactic moment. Now, this is why I will always <laughs> champion physical media you see because when you go I, you go to look for a film you have to rely it, it's, it's on in a, a place where i were, came from which is back here i see that's tricky when you absolutely because right yes. now you currently live in the los angeles correct los correct. angeles oh. in the united states that's where we also live currently yes it's true yes i can it, understand that awful. But, but what a great movie what a willow's great a film. solid 10 you know, it, There's it, great sexual chemistry in that as well between, between Warwick Davis and Nero. Oh, Nero. Uh, Matt Vardigan. Matt Vardigan and uh, the Sorcerer, mm. who is the Sorcerer evil... Ronan? Sorcerer no, Ronan? No. She must have been this negative a... four years old when that movie was released. Sorcerer is um, the evil... Uh, Sorceress. The Sorceress oh, Queen's yes, yes. daughter. Mm. Oh. Anyway, they get together. It's quite lovely. You'll Fantastic. love the movie. Well, but there I've is a moment, it. and you shouldn't see it. Oh, you have. I have. Yes, well, yeah, many years shouldn't ago. Shouldn't watch it when you're under ten years of age, mm. because Too when the queen turns a bunch of people oh. into pigs, oh yes, and it's a very slow play by play. It's traumatic. I'll be honest. <laughs> My goodness, I don't eat pork. It's right up there with Pinocchio when this poor lost children are turning into donkeys, and he says, "I just want to go back to my mama," and he keeps yeehawing like, like hey, a donkey. Buddy, you don't oh. have a mama. Don't have a cigar next time. No, don't, don't go do to, it. Don't go to Pleasure Island. That's what happens. That's the lesson. He tried to become Damn. a man and he became an ass instead. That's true. <laughs> hey, what's the difference? Am I right? Uh, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> thank you. So as we like to say goodbye, I'd like to once again point everyone to the 
wonderful Maud Garrett. Maud, where can people find you on the internet? And well, what there are many places on the internet. The wide web. Yes, mm. yes, indeed. Well, I'm at Maud Garrett on Twitter, Twitter. and Instagram yes, and all that fun stuff. Yes, I have a YouTube. Yes. In fact, you feature on a show that I've done called Fungeons and Fat Flags. I have, that's right. Absolutely On the Ubing Tubes, yes. So definitely subscribe to Geek Bomb and check out that series because you are quite delightful. Oh, pish posh. Thank you so much. Right back at you. No. And that's pretty much all that I'll be plugging. Absolutely. I'm holding up a silver platter. It's deflecting back around at you. Oh, okay. Oh, my goodness. Right in the eye, Where did you we bastard. get that? Yes. Uh, I just had to, be to have one nearby. Uh, uh, Marta, is there anything else that you would like to point people to? Yes. Just definitely Geek Bomb. Would geek be Bomb. All right. There we go. Geek Yes. And bomb. I'm doing a grooming and deportment class if anyone liked it. <laughs> Study up. What? I'm sorry, what? Grooming and deportment. That's why Grooming we sound like this. Grooming and deportment? It's a joke. No. Grooming and deportment obviously is like obviously. a... Oh. Yes, of, of course. course. You well, you know what? You like, just, I would, I would rather... F- no, you don't have to explain that joke, joke. to two fellow Brits. We understand completely. Yeah, we get it. And watch it die yes. in front of us all. Wow. Keller, Who's tell, on next? tell us what our next film is going to be and who our guest is going to be as well. Our next film will be... Being John Malkovich with Catherine Leon. Yes, that'll be quite a From case. our Prisoner of Azkaban episode. That's right. Another return guest. And yes. Spike Jones is a wonderful director. My, my, perhaps my favourite film of his would be, surprisingly, Her. Which I thought had a lot to say about the current state of technology and our quite, relationship. It was quite scary, it wasn't it? It was, very really, it was a scary. glimpse into our near future. Very, We're very scary. close. Absolutely. So right now I'm looking up on... Just watch where you can find Being John. Good news, everyone. Good yes. news, everyone. Knitting flicks. Being John Malkovich is available to stream on HBO Go. That helps. And HBO Now as Jolly well. Jolly good. For subscribers. That's, that's nice. Otherwise, and it, it, it seems as though it can be rented on the internet for a few dollars. So please go and watch Being John Malkovich. A film that I have seen. Keller, you've seen it. Yes. This would be a revisit. Maud, you've seen it. What are your thoughts on being John Malkovich? Um, That was when Cameron Diaz was trying to do like the equivalent of Charlie Theron's monster role, where it was like, oh, oh, I don't know. Oh, look at her. She's ugly. My goodness. goodness. Oh, her hair's messed up. There's a... There's a... Which... Which... What's his name? John Malkovich no, is in the film, no, yes. obviously, but no. John Cusack. That's the one. Unfortunately. Like, High Fidelity. This will be our second John Cusack film. It will. After High Fidelity. Fidelity. Yes. <laughs> Which I would have preferred if it had stayed British, I'll be honest with you. As would have I. Yes. I know, they should have called it Low Fidelity. Absolutely. Seriously, yeah, low And right. that brings me back to Jimmy Fallon's fever pitch as well. I should have stayed about cricket. Yes. <laughs> Why are they doing this? I don't know. I'm Everything has to be sick of And it. you know, last time I checked, Superman was a British character. Leave him be. <laughs> I liked it better when he was called Sherlock Holmes. And what about Captain America? That's right. When do we get a Captain Britain? I guess we do have that. That's who James McAvoy should play. Ooh. The MCU. I don't believe. Sign I me don't up agree. with a Absolutely. quill. I think he's the good carry news. over as James Xavier. James Xavier, Charles Xavier's son. Yes. <laughs> Here's the good news about Captain Britain. He yes. has a full beard. Ooh. McAvoy with a beard. Sign me up like he signed his celebrity signed shirt for the Oscars. Yeah, <laughs> well done to stay relevant. Thank you. We did Thank it. You. That's what time it is. 2019 and Green Book won. Boo. Ugh, Green Book. Ugh. You know, I can't wait to listen to this 10 years from now and for the moment for me to go, what is that? Green What's Book. Green Book. And I'll have to look it up. And I went, oh, that was released the same year as Black Panther. What a miss. <laughs> what, what a miss a that miss. was. Quite, quite partial to favourite, actually. Oh, the favourite. The favourite. Ah, the favourite. Hi, it was was fine. (laughs) I thought the favourite or... (laughs) The favourite or Roma should have won. 
Hi. Oh, Roma. Oh, Roma. Roma. Oh, I like it. I like Roma. And now's the time we say goodbye. Fairly um, well. Fairly, <laughs> fairly well. Until next time. I'll see you later. I'll see you today. The tides, they be calling us back. The Johnny boy. Oh my God, just stop the recording already. Goodbye. Good night. Good night.